Hello and welcome to Colchester's 2019 Town Plan Audio Experience. For those who could not make it out to our Colchester Planning Commission meetings, we hope to provide you with a brief takeaway of what you missed. At the June 5th meeting, Director of Planning and Zoning Sarah Had talked about housing and community and discussed plans for the future with the public. Check it out. I'm Sarah Haddam, I'm the Director of Planning and Zoning, and I want to provide tonight some sort of state of the housing in Colchester. Um, so I hope to provide a quick overview um, of population and housing. One's tied to the other, so forgive me ahead of time because I'm going to talk a lot about population statistics because it really affects housing. We'll start with the population as our growth and age impact, our, how growth and age impact our housing needs. Graphs and figures included in this presentation are pulled from the 2017 Housing Needs Assessment for Colchester conducted by Front Porch Community Planning and Design that's available through our website at colchestervt.gov. Or if you want to go directly to information on the town plan, you can go to tinyurl.com backslash 2019 town plan. A little bit of history, um, I'll try and make it brief. Colchester's first recorded census was in 1791 when the town numbered 137 people that were mostly rural farm families of European descent born in southern New England that migrated up here. Information on native inhabitants is lacking. Colchester's population took off in the 19th century as industrialization along the Winooski River brought mills and workers to town when the urban center of Colchester that is now known as the city of Winooski separated from the rest of Colchester in 1922. It removed two-thirds of the community population and its industry, as reflected in the 1930 census. The new Colchester remained relatively rural and agrarian, in keeping with its historic character. During the early 1900s, the town did see significant growth in the summer seasonal community due to its lakeside location. The seasonal population growth is not reflected in this census. However, Colchester's year-round population can continue to grow steadily through 1960. Colchester's year-round population, as reported by the U.S. Census, more than tripled over the four decades leading up to 2000, tracking an extended period of regional population growth with a net migration outpacing natural increase, that's births. During the 1980s and 90s, the local population grew by an average of 218 persons per year, down from an average of 395 persons per year the preceding 20-year period. Since 2000, the population has continued to grow by a much slower rate, 1.5%, again following regional trends and natural increase comparable to net migration. Colchester's population is aging, following statewide trends. The number and age of our residents affects current and future housing needs. The median age of the local population in 2015 was estimated to be 34.2, plus or minus two years. Um, same as in 2010, and actually younger than average reported for the county, 36.3, and the state was 42.4. During the 2000s, the greatest increase in Colchester's population was in the 35 to 54 age group. Family households who are most likely to buy up to larger and more expensive single-family homes. Since 2010, the largest increase to a single age group reported was in the 65 to 74 age group. Retirement age residents, 65 years plus, now represent more than 10% of the town's total population. This group will continue to grow in its share over the next two decades, increasing the demand for in-home services needed to age in place. Local populations gradually becoming more racially and ethnically diverse. 
Minorities represented 4% of the town's population in 2010, up from 3% in 2000. Special needs populations includes people who may require special housing or living arrangements, including elderly, disabled, and low-income residents, those in needs of transitional housing. In 2015, it was estimated that 9.1% of the local non-institutionalized population was living with a disability, including 28.4% of those 65 and over. Available projections and forecasts, based largely on current trends, suggest the town's population will continue to grow by a slower rate and not exceed 20,000 until sometime after 2030. The more Recent and detailed forecasts produced by the town, um, McKibben 2017 and CCRPC 2017, appear to match current estimates. According to these forecasts, the local population will reach 18,000, an increase of 500 to 600 residents around 2025. Our ages, financial, and family needs impact how we form households. In speaking about housing, we often look to the number of household units, the number of people in households, and household income. A household is a group of individuals not necessarily related by blood, marriage, etc., living together in a residence. As natural increases have decreased, births, divorces increased, marriages decreased, and the total number of households increases even though population remains stagnant. Households can be described as family or non-family, renter or owned, with or without children. A variety of different types. The average number of people in households declined in the 2000s by less than 1%, while the total number of households increased by 2.8%. Since 2010, it appears that both the household population and the number of households in town has increased. Estimated household growth, 4.6%, continued to exceed population growth, 1.5. In 2015, the town's estimated average household size, 2.37 persons, continue to exceed that of county, 2.36 persons, and the state is 2.34. In 2015, it was estimated that the town had 6,495 households. As reported in 2015 estimates, family households made up 66% of the total, but only 18.6% were married couples with children, traditional households. With noted increase in the number of single parent households and couples without children, there are also a reported decline in the number of non-family households, in particular those living alone, representing a shift from previously reported trends. Homeowners continue to make up the majority of households in town, representing 71% of households in 2010. Renter households are smaller on average, 2.29 persons per household, than owner households at 2.4. CCRPC, Shannon County Regional Planning, forecasts suggest that by 2030, the average household size will be 2.23 persons per household. Ongoing declines in household size are expected to increase demand for smaller units. According to the Channing County Regional Planning Survey, Colchester underwent a period of rapid housing development that began during the 1960s with almost 250 new units per year. While the town's housing stock has more than doubled since then, the rate of development has slowed significantly especially since 2000. An additional 377 units were added to the town's inventory between 2000 and 2010, a 5.6% increase averaging around 38 units per year. Colchester's share of house, county housing growth declined from nearly 12% in the 1990s to only 5.5% in the 2000s. However, we continue to rank third in total housing behind Burlington and Essex. 
Recent review of the town's grand list indicates that there are currently 8,101 living units in town. Permit data confirms the slowdown in housing development, especially during the height of the recession. During the previous decade, the town on average permitted 56 units per year, down from 88 units per year in the 1990s. Since 2010, the, house, the town has issued permits for an average of 43 units per year, 28 per year for single family, representing 7.5% of the county total. The relative mix of single and multifamily units varies from year to year as multifamily housing projects come online. As more rental units have been constructed, the percentage of owner-occupied single-family dwellings has decreased from 67 to 63% of the total number of units. Colchester continued to maintain a very diverse housing stock. Detached single-family homes continue to make up the majority of housing in town, estimated 52% of all housing. Since 2000, however, a noticeable increase in the number of multifamily units permitted annually in some years exceeds the number of permitted single-family dwellings, particularly within Colchester's designated growth center, Seven Scorners. The condition of housing in Colchester has been difficult to pinpoint. The assessor's records provide a rating on a quality scale of 1 to 14, with 14 being the best. The average in Colchester is 3.5 currently. The average age of homes is 39 years, and the rating is influenced by age as well as maintenance. Recent permits indicate that there's a trend to remodel existing housing stock. However, increases in complaints for rental units may indicate that the improvements to housing is not occurring quickly enough or perhaps comprehensively enough for units that are not owner-occupied. Seasonal homes have decreased and are currently 322 seasonal units remaining in town, representing only 5.4% of the total. What we consist of is around 4,000 single-family dwelling units, including 287 single-family dwellings on leased land, 86 on shared lots, more than one dwelling, 120 accessory dwellings to single families, those are mother-in-law apartments and such, 636 mobile homes, including 613 on leased lots, 792 duplex units on th in 396 buildings, 150 triplex units in 53 buildings, 941 units in smaller four to seven unit um, multi-unit buildings, averaging four units per building. And I could go on, but I think the next sort of significant number is 711 units are designated as special use housing. Those include student housing, age-restricted housing, long-term care, and other assisted living. To talk about how our household income compares to other communities, um, total household income impacts the size and type of housing needed. Lower household incomes drive the need for more affordable units. Colchester's median household income has been consistently higher than the county or the state median for several decades. In 2015, the American Community Survey estimates indicate that Colchester's mean household income of 67,803, the estimated median income reported in 2015 for renter households was 41,806, roughly half that of homeowner households, 82,586. Household incomes can also vary significantly by household size and household or age. Traditionally, affordable models in housing state that no more than 30% of household income should go to housing expenses. Households who pay more than 30% of their income in housing costs are considered cost burdened. It's estimated that local housing is now affordable for 30% of homeowners with a mortgage, 20% of homeowners without a mortgage, and 49% of renters.
to sort of come back to that, households that pay more than 30% of their income and housing costs being considered cost burden, the state of Vermont has developed guidelines that for affordable housing and owner-occupied housing, which total housing costs, principal, interest, taxes, insurance, condo fees do not exceed 30% of gross annual income of a household earning up to 120% of the median family income for the Burlington, South Burlington metropolitan statistical area, which Colchester is in. And it's determined by HUD each year. Rental housing for which total housing costs are rent, utilities, association fees should not exceed 30% of the gross annual income of a household earning up to 80% of the HUD median income. 67% of the listed properties in Colchester right now are affordable or considered affordable to a four-person median family, increased slightly since 2011. Approximately 83% of the listed properties are affordable to moderate-income households and 42.8% are affordable to low-income households in Colchester. Since 2011, gains have been made in the affordability of all sectors of affordable housing in Colchester. Um, and that includes everything from median family, um, moderate, low, one-person, and two-person households. Around 1,800 units are identified in town, um, rental units, in the 2011 reappraisal. For rental, affordability relates to the housing wage or the hourly rate required to afford a two-bedroom apartment in Colchester, the same as the 30% household income cap. In Colchester, the 2016 housing wage was $26.08, meaning this target threshold. Both the analysis of owned and rented units indicate that persons residing here within the community can generally afford to live here. And again, this is showing some of the affordable housing that we have in Colchester. Uh, we have a variety of different uh, per perpetually affordable housing at Ethan Allen, uh, Arbor Gardens up by exit 17. Um, the Ethan Allen apartments are over at the Fort, Holy Cross Housing, on Church Road, Point School Apartments, Winchester Place, also at the Fort and Brookside Villas on Mounts Bay Avenue. Different ownership options. Um, mobile homes are viewed by the town and state as a form of affordable home ownership, especially for lower-income households. In 2016, Colchester had 601 leased mobile home sites representing 33% of the county's total. At the same time local parks were surveyed, only seven lots were available for rent. Park, increase, park rents have increased on average by 7.5% since 2012. Rents vary by park, but the median monthly rent was 416, slightly higher than the rents reported for the county. The Champlain Housing Trust inventory of shared equity housing in Colchester increased from 18 units in 2012 to 58 units in 2017, including the conversion of 18 rental units from Winchester Place at the Fort to the Coolidge Court owner units and currently consists of 10 single-family homes and 48 condos. Under the shared equity home ownerships, CHG maintains ownership of a lot under a lease agreement with the home ownership and interest in a house or condo upon resale in order to maintain affordability for subsequent buyers at perpetually affordable housing. The program includes income eligibility requirements supporting low to moderate income home buyers in August 2017, there are only three units in town for sale. The CHC investment in each reduced the sale price by $50,000 to $55,000. So trends, where are we going? The sale of primary residences have increased back to 2005 levels with 254 sales in 2016. 
Sale prices for both single-family and condominiums have gradually increased over the past decade, with the largest gains made in the single-family house and condominium sales. Well, the single-family sales in 2016 was approaching 300,000. This is the middle of the current housing market, that sort of sweet spot, and helps explain why housing vacancy is so low and the purchase price point is desirable to many potential purchasers. Condos in 2016 represented 31% of the 254 primary residences sold in town, generally offered a more affordable option for home ownership, especially for first-time home buyers. Local condo sales, however, have stagnated in recent years, which may be due in part to availability or lack of affordable financing options. Even with these increases in sales, Colchester's stay rate of residential growth and recent trends towards smaller new units has maintained an even increased affordability within the community. So what are we looking at for challenges moving forward? While Colchester is making progress towards greater affordability, it continues to be impacted by a larger regional housing need. The Chittenden County Regional Planning Commission has partnered with housing providers and the business community to create the Building Homes Together campaign to create 3,500 new units in the county by 2021. 700 new units a year. The campaign seeks to have 20% of these units be affordable, with 80% of these units located in planned growth areas such as Severance Corners, a state-designated growth center. With only 43 units a year, it will be hard for Colchester to significantly contribute to this effort. Although the majority of these new units have been within the growth center, this growth will not move the needle in the county's housing shortage. With the lack of centralized wastewater increasing the rate of growth or densities outside the growth center, not viable steps. For development outside the growth center, the carrying capacity of the land will have a great influence on the type and number of units constructed. In conclusion, as the commission considers updates to the housing chapter of the 2019 town plan, these trends and challenges should be given due consideration. While Colchester continues to have a very diverse and affordable housing options, the availability of these units is a challenge as regional housing pressures continue to impact the community. The solutions are not readily apparent, however, to be arrived at through continued collaboration with the RPC, housing organizations, developers, lenders, and the larger community. So that's it for now. We encourage you to share this podcast with your neighbors and on various social networks. For more information on the town plan and meeting dates, check out Colchester's 2019 Town Plan website at tinyurl.com slash 2019 Town Plan. And sign up for our Thoughts on Thursday email service to receive additional content and surveys to help shape our community. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope to see you at a meeting soon. This podcast was produced in collaboration with Lake Champlain Access Television. Find out more at lcatv.org.